0: good to see all of you in the house of the lord have any visitors in this service maybe they're all coming the next service we are glad that you are all here let's make our confession because it is so true god is not finished with with us yet tell your neighbor god's not finished with you yet Got a great plan and a purpose for the rest of your life so let's go i am here on purpose because i have a purpose my heart is open my mind is ready to receive because god is not finished with me yet my best days are right in front of me i have victory in my life because jesus lives in me let's give the lord a hand you can be seated Good to have all of you in the house of the Lord. Dan, when you're doing the offering, you're talking about Solomon, and then you're looking for something up here. Did you miss the scripture, or did you... Pardon? Yeah, I loved it, though. I love it when somebody misses it up here besides myself. It just makes me smile. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good to have all of you here in the house of the Lord. God's got a word for us today, and... I had really two words today, I was praying about this message, and uh, and yesterday morning, I spent most of the morning praying, and and I I thought the message was about David and Goliath, and I was all excited, I, I haven't preached on that a lot, but I have a few years back, and I thought it was all on David and Goliath, and I had the message all done, but somehow it just didn't feel right in my spirit. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you're doing something and it seems right, but in here it just doesn't feel right. And it just continued not to feel right. And about 5 o'clock or so, 6 o'clock, Pam said, what are you you preaching on uh, Sunday? And I said, well, I'm not sure. And she looked at me like it's getting kind of late in the day to be not sure. And I said, I'm really not sure. I'm going back to the church. And I felt in my spirit, that God is not finished with us sharing about love and His love. So we're going to be talking about that love today because we talked about it last week and about how important love is to have a revelation of what God wants us to be and do and how that love would flow through us. And we talked about how the, the power of the cross was our victory, and that we have victory at the cross, and that the power is in His love. You know, all of us love to give things away to people and help people and do things. And financially, some of us can do more than others where we are today. Pam and I are uh, able to financially bless people today today like we couldn't have done years ago. Uh, we're in a better position today, and, and it always blesses us when we're in a position to do that, but we probably don't have all that we would like to be able to bless people. I think it'd be great to walk up to somebody and say, I've been watching how diligent you are serving the Lord. I want to pay off your mortgage. I mean, that would, that, wouldn't that be exciting? Uh, uh, but I just see you looking for a new car. I want to buy you a new car. I was always impressed always with Elvis Presley's music, but always with his giving heart. And that he was, I don't know how many of you know this, but he was raised in the Assembly of God Church and sang in an Assembly of uh, a God Church down in, uh, hmm, just lost? Uh, Tupelo, yeah. We went through Tupelo at 4 o'clock in the morning one day, and Pam is just fighting sleep because it's about a 20-hour uh, 20, 20 drive from Tulsa. And I didn't know we were going through Tupelo. It's about 2 in the morning. And I got the radio on blasting Elvis anyway, and all of a sudden I see a sign Tupelo, and I think, Pam, wake up. This is where Elvis lived." She says, surely you're not going to stop at 2 in the morning and find his house. Well, we didn't, but, uh, but anyway, he loved to buy people's cars, and, and one of my favorite stories is he's in a a car dealership, and this is a cleaning lady, is looking at the Cadillac that he is looking at. And as, as she looked at that Cadillac, she said, are you going to buy that? And he says, yeah, I think I might. And she said, that is really one good-looking car. And the lady went out to get on the bus, and he turned to the dealer and he said, hey, I want to buy this car for her. I want to give this. What, how many of you like to do something like that? Wouldn't that be fun? Well, we aren't there yet. But maybe we will get there. But we do have something that people need more than a new Cadillac. We have something people need more than their mortgage paid off. We have the ability to give people the most important thing that they need. That is the unconditional love of God. And the world is starved for it. Everybody said the world's starved for it. The world is looking for love in all the wrong places. We have the unconditional love of God to be able to share with people. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We are on an assignment from God to love God's people. And every person on the face of the earth is a child of God, walking with God or walking without God, but they belong to God. Can you say that? They belong to God. And you know what it's like with your own children. Your children do things right. Sometimes your children, I, for some reason, I'm looking at all of Dan and Kelly's kids. Is it right? <laughs> and sometimes, and now I'm sure this doesn't apply to Dan and Kelly's kids, but sometimes they, I, I will use our children. Sometimes they do things right, and sometimes, in my opinion, they don't do things right, but God loves them. And I love them whether they do right or whether they do wrong. And it blesses me when people bless our children by loving them right where they are, regardless of what they're doing. And it blesses you too with your children. And it blesses God when we love his children. So the message today is that you and I are on an assignment from God and we have everything we need to give them the love that we have. And I remember, turn to your neighbor just so I love you with the love of Jesus. Now, if it's your wife, it's going to be easy. But if it's not your wife, do it anyway. <laughs> is Manny in this service? There is. Yeah, there's Manny. Oh, I like that shirt, Manny. I'm going to use Manny here in, in, in just a moment because uh, when, I, when I was first saved, uh, I knew something had happened in my life. But I didn't know what happened. You know, the guy that led me to the Lord, bless his heart, I don't know if he was new at it or not, Joe, but he pulled a card out of his pocket, sitting in Pastor Charles Hackett's office, pulled a card out of his pocket, and he said, Bill, you need Jesus. And, I, and this is my thought, why not? Nothing else is working. That is exactly what I thought, why not? It can't hurt. And, uh, and so he led me in this sinner's prayer. And I knew something had happened differently, but what I I didn't understand was how much he loved me and how much God loved me by giving me his son. And I love people the way I love myself, and I didn't love myself because I knew what I had done. I knew the problems that I had caused. I knew the problems that had been caused toward me. So there was no love to really operate with. But that came later after I began to hear and the message of the Word of God and realized that no matter what I did or what I caused to happen, past, present, or future, it could never separate me from the love of God. And that's what it says in the Word of God. We can never be separated from God's love. Let's not say, I can never be separated from God's love. So therefore, we have the love of God in us to flow through us to other people, and every person on the face of the earth wants to be loved. And I wanted to be loved, and I remember, and we're going to go to Romans chapter, uh, John chapter 15, but I remember that when I finally got to the and I thought, you know, I'd, I'd like to be married again, and, but this time I'd like to do it right, and prayed and asked God for a wife, and, and God sent Pam to me, and uh, she called me up one day and said, you want to get married? God, I, said, God, I heard you're looking for a woman. And uh, I said, yeah, well, you know, let, next week will be soon enough. And No, that's not really true. We went out on a first date, and then she asked me if I want to get married. No. But Pam, I hope I can say this without crying, uh, I, I never understood unconditional love in a person until I met my wife. And uh, I am not always the most handsome, fuzzy, loving, wonderful person that you see today. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I, 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 especially in the beginning, but, but even now I can, I can lose it a little bit sometimes. I don't like that, but I do. But my wife is, is uh, full of unconditional love. Uh, she, she loved me in the beginning sometimes when it's like, how can you love me? I, I know how bad I have just treated you. But once you start seeing that love in a person, you're drawn to it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're, you're drawn to that unconditional love. And that was the first unconditional love that I really saw because the church that I was in, I thank God for First Assembly of God, by the way. I thank God for that church. But in that church, some of the regulations of that denomination were if you divorce, you can never be used in ministry. Well, I already feel bad about myself. So yeah, I you know won't do that. Maybe I can sweep floors or something. But you know, I know that God can't use me in ministry because they said so. But then I found out later on, no, that's not really true. That's just an interpretation that old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That once you receive God's love, you're a new creation. Tell your neighbor, you're a new creation. If you, You're you not bound by your past, never bound by your past, because God's plan never changes in, in your life. And so I I have been, uh, I don't know if I've been working with Manny, but I love Manny. Uh Trying to help Manny a little bit. Is that would you? Was that fair, Manny? Uh, I love Manny. Come on down here and sit in the front row with my wife. We might want to use you just a minute. Yeah, give Manny a hand. And uh, Manny is kind of like, uh, kind of like a child to me in relationship to. Sometimes he can be such a blessing, and sometimes he can really be frustrating. <laughs> that is like a child. and uh, But, but I've, I've always loved Manny and so we're helping. Manny has a, a really neat little kid named Dominic. He's beautiful. Manny is an excellent father. He really is. And uh, Manny's in the process of getting a, a duplex right next to his mom and, and things are, are really working out well. And and, I, and I've always loved Manny, and Manny used to work really close with Dan and Kelly, and still does over there sometimes. And Manny was a rapper, and Manny went to Teen Mania and Acquire the Fire and the Honor Academy. And uh, and, and at one time, I believe Manny felt called to full-time ministry. Is that correct, Manny? And, uh, or something like that, and we talked about it and all. And, but then Manny... Manny kind of went the way of a prodigal son there for a while. Now, Manny, you shake your head yes or no if I'm right or no if I'm wrong or okay, but it kind of went the way of the prodigal son just a little bit, and the only time we saw you is when we read about it in the newspaper. And, 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 uh, but, 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 we, but we never stop loving Manny. And it's all going to fit together in the Scripture I'm going to give you here in just a few moments. But, uh, but it, in my heart... Sometimes, I always love Manny, but sometimes it's just like, oh, just just want to do something to get his attention or whatever. I know it was always wrong, but, but I always wanted to do something. And so the other day, I talked to Manny, uh, and... Uh, and we, I said, now, let me know when you get the duplex and talk to the landlord. And, and so, you know, it hadn't happened yet. And we're going to have Manny wash the windows every Thursday. give Manny a hand. Every Thursday, Manny's going to wash our windows here. So he's going to wash our windows, and he's looking for a job. And Manny's got an interesting resume on jobs. And, uh, uh, and but anyway, uh, we, we, he, he was looking for a job. And Thursday, the windows didn't get washed. And so I'm thinking, OK. I think I'm going to have a little talk with Manny. <laughs> now, I should know this. Now, I should know this by now, that when I talk without my mouth open, I miss the love of God. <laughs> and uh, so I talked to all the staff, and, and I said, "Did Manny call? Did he say anything about the windows?" No, haven't heard from Manny. Uh, okay, I am going to get on with Manny. And we're going to have a talk. So I decided to send Manny this uh, text. And, uh, and I sent him a text, and, uh, and uh, I said, nah, uh, Manny, have you uh, uh, heard from your landlord yet? And um, have you found a job yet? And uh, fully knowing that I, he hadn't either one, Th- that was me talking, and uh, have you washed the windows yet? Fully knowing yeah, I'd have been a good lawyer, because I already knew the answer to the question. Uh, you know, a good lawyer never asks a question unless they know the answer. Well, I knew he hadn't washed the windows. And I said, and have you washed the windows yet? So I get this text back from Manny and he says, no, uh, but I talked to the landlord and everything has worked out okay and I'm going to be able to uh, get that place and she's reviewing my application and I got a job working and I had to work extra on Thursday so I couldn't get in there to do the windows. Now all the things I'm thinking about Manny's like, oh, glory to God, I've been wrong about everything. And, and, and so he gets right back down to the end and I get the whole thing. And so I send Manny this text and I say, Manny, I am really proud of you. I'm really now. See, just a moment. I, I was ready to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> Can I see the hands of all the people that you've given too much of your mind away? Uh, yeah, and, and and all of a sudden, everything is falling into place. And Manny sends me back this text that uh, that really brings tears into my eyes. Come on up here, Manny. And and uh, he he's just talking about. I, I'm going to let you paraphrase it because it, it really touched my heart. About how important love is, Manny started coming to this church. I didn't even realize it until we talked on the phone. When he was fourteen years old, he's thirty. What?
1: 30, thirty-five.
0: Th- you're thirty-five. Yes, sir. How many years is that? About twenty-one. Twenty-one years. years. Is that twenty-one years? Who's counting? You've been coming here.
1: <laughs> yeah, about. Tw- I've been mean, fourteen years old, and that's when I caught my first that's, charge. That's twenty-one years.
0: Yes, sir. Wow, that's I'll
1: be 36 in a couple months. So Why yeah. do you keep coming back? Love, unconditional love. Tell me, tell him
0: what you, you told me. Mic. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, you got a, I was trying to like, but you got a mic. Are
0: you getting feedback?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no feedback. I just forgot that you had a mic. So I was like, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like Bob Barker, you know?
0: We could do vaudeville.
1: Yeah. You know you, something I got to say real quick? This is crazy, last night I was in Indianapolis with my sister, she has a new business, I'm really excited for her, so she always needs help with her storage, renovating and moving stuff and unboxing packages, it's amazing. And uh, I get a call from Pastor Bill at nighttime and I'm like, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about everything that I'm like, all right, what did I do wrong, what did I do wrong, what did I do wrong, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm gonna answer it. So, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> give it to me. So he's like, Manny, um, what would you say? I forgot. You said something like, I think I said I was proud of you. you n- well, you, you pretty much, no, here, here is what he said. This is why I brought it up. He, um, he said, Manny, how long have you been coming to Victory? And I was like, oh no, he's going to kick me out. Th- I swear, I really <laughs> thought he was going to kick me out the church. I was like, my day has finally come. I'm finally kicked out of Victory Christian Center. So I, so I was like, oh, since I was 14, and I was like, oh, what was he going to say? And then he <laughs> said, uh, so you've been coming here since you were 14? I said, yes, sir. And he said, wow. And then he just completely flipped it, and, and it flipped the script on me because he had brought up something that I often talk about myself a lot, is what we're going to get to is where I'm at in my life at this age, at 35 years of age, I feel so light years behind from where I'm supposed to be you know I see other people my age that are just you know you know they got houses they got marriages you know they, their marriages are put together and you're not supposed to compare yourself to nobody by any means but I can't help but uh, often think about that and so I sent him a text the one he's talking about and I said I really appreciate that encouragement it means way more to me know what you know than what you think because I don't take anything this man says lightly at all you know so uh, he uh, I said I'm just not proud of where I am in my life and that's where I, we're here right now
0: what would you say to people out here how many of you have people <clears throat> that in your family maybe children maybe grandchildren that really aren't serving the Lord can I see a hand what what would you say to all these people right here that because you went through a period of your life that was interesting and we don't have to go there, but you went through it. And, but, but you didn't really, for a while you were away from the church, but it didn't seem like you were ever really away from God. That even in the midst of some of those situations where you could have been killed, oh, we've yeah. talked about them. Yes, sir. You really loved God, but you just had strayed away from the purpose for your life but then you came back. You just always seemed to come back to the church. Yes, sir. You'd always pop up here.
1: Yes, sir. Definitely. It's definitely true in God's Word where He says He will never leave us or forsake us. And God doesn't go against His Word. And I was truly back out of God's will for my life. And I was in dangerous way so many times. So, you know, often when I would come back, there would be times where I would just come back for a couple of weeks and pop up. And I'd be like, no, I don't need to be here. and then I, And then ultimately, you know, I brought this up before with my testimony when I came back in two thousand sixteen or when I was up here in two thousand and sixteen that you know that my the girlfriend I was with then got pregnant with Dominic, and I just it all just snapped into me like I'm not gonna have a kid in this world out of you know God's plan for his his or her, her his or her life, so I was like, I gotta get back in there. who cares what I'm doing? I just gotta get back in there if I could just get in there and um be in there before you know, my son or daughter is born, which is my son, then, you know, I know that God will take care of him because, you know, I, I see my, a pattern in my life where I'm constantly failing, but I also see if I sit there and focus on that, that I'm focusing on my weakness, and in my weakness, he is made strong. So we're talking in the Bible where it says that when, he's, when God sneezes, that he can melt mountains. Well, it's true because, I mean, if, if on our weaknesses he is made strong, I am severely weak, so he has to be super powerful, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just being real
0: with you, so it all just lines up. So what do they need to do? What do they need to do for those people that are strayed away?
1: For the people that have strayed away, and you can often just be like, man, I'm not where I need to be, or, you know, you just ultimately just, your mind will tell you, oh, I'm not good enough, or you you begin to deter from God's plan in your life. Always remind yourself, ultimately, you know, who you are in the Lord. And, and daily, daily, like not just read the word, but find encouragement. Rather, it be through trust, trustable resources, Joe Osteen or Kenneth Hagan, Lester Semaral. Just stay connected in the things of the Lord and remind yourself. You know, I heard uh, somewhere that, uh, um, well, how did it go? That encouragement is not necessary, but neither is bathing, but we recommend it daily. So you definitely got to, definitely every day, as much as you can, take your time. And, you know, David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So, I mean, it's really important to get in the word. Surround yourself with people that, you know, that you really love the Lord and have their word in their heart. And find conviction to not just say, oh, I'm a Christian, but to say, you know what, Lord? I just want to live the way you want me to live, Lord. And uh, live ultimately that lifestyle.
0: Give,
2: uh, give, uh, give Manny a hand and. Uh, g- uh, one thing, if you're a mother, pray. Ruth Rodriguez's prayer request yes. in this church, wherever, whenever she's here, are always, pray for Manny, pray for my children, pray for Manny. <laughs> she says her children, but she always mentions you by name. I don't know why that is. <laughs> but I was sitting there. And I believe God has a ministry for you. And this is what I heard. Will you help me, Manny, reach the prodigals? That's what I heard. Okay. Because God is going to give you the anointing. Just like you talk to us. They'll hear you. See, they, they need a voice that they can hear. And Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for Manny. I thank you, Lord, that that you have called Manny for such a time as this, and that Manny will forget about those things. I feel like God's saying, forget about what you didn't do. All of that will be used for God's glory. All those things, all those situations are going to be your story that is going to just bring people out of darkness into his light. I thank you, Lord, for sending prodigals into this church yes. that Manny can reach yes. because he has a testimony and he can speak where they are. We, we may not know how, but we can love them, but he can speak to them. And I thank you for that word, Lord, that he is your child to reach the prodigals of which there are massive numbers of them right now out of their homes in in alleyways in darkness, sinking without the voice of Jesus. And you have called us to be that voice. And you have called Manny for that. And Jesus, stretch your hands out here toward Manny. Father, we thank you for the anointing on Manny's life. We thank you that he is here. We surround him with the power of God, the word of God. We cover him with the blood of Jesus. We thank you that Dominic will be all God's called him to be because his daddy saw the need to be in the right position for his son. And I thank you, Lord, that he is going to be that voice. But we ask you to protect him, protect him from those other voices that try to pull on him, that try to pull him away from the anointing of God by accusing him of his unworthiness when Jesus said he was so worthy that he died for him. And we thank you that that will always rise up above the other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't know where we're going. Give Manny a hand. Give Manny a hand.
0: You can go over there and keep Pam company. I said all that because I believe you you can never outdistance yourself from the love of God. But God wants that love to flow through his people, through Dan and Kelly, for Manny, through you and some of you guys, just to really reach out to Manny. And that sometimes we get involved in our own, I don't like the word click, but sometimes you get involved in your own little core group. Every Sunday you do the same thing with everybody, and you go to the same place to eat, and you do the same thing, and you got three people in your group. And you may not want to call it a click, but it's like a click. It's like the three of you, and there are people all around you, who need what you have. Manny needs some guy in his life just to say, hey, Manny, let's go out and eat today, and let's go out and talk about where you are and what you're going to do and what you're going to become. Manny is a man of God on a mission for God, and the devil has tried to kill him. But Manny is like many prodigals, not all, but many. Uh, it, uh, Manny didn't really have a father figure in his life. Is that correct, Manny? Yeah, he didn't have a father figure in his life. Now, some of us, you know, we've had a fa- father figure in our life, and we still became a prodigal. So with a father, without a father, is, is not required to be a prodigal. <laughs> anybody, let's just say, anybody could be a prodigal. But what the prodigals need is somebody looking on the road for the people that are down there and saying, I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to help them. And I want to read to you in the book of John. This is what Jesus gave us as instructions to serve him. And he said, as the Father loved me, I love you and abide in my, and you abide in my love. Keep my commandments, love one another as the Father loved me. This is my commandment, so that your joy may be full and that it would be full that I have given it to you, my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than he would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you to do. Let's all say, I am commanded to love people. Now, if we look over in the book of Matthew chapter 5, it it is a powerful instruction by Jesus on how we are to love people. And and we're going to read read it in just a moment. But I want to share with you, Jesus was God's love manifest. And again, nothing will stop the the love of God from flowing through to us because God is love and God wants us full of that love so that everywhere we go, you, you heard us talk about restaurants and things like this, but I know this, no matter where I go, no matter where Pam goes, I have all of the love I need from God to flow out from me and touch somebody. Maybe it's only a smile. Maybe it's a, a handshake. Maybe it's a hug. Maybe, maybe it's a tip. Maybe it's just saying to somebody, hey you look beautiful today. <laughs> this is Archie and Sheila's daughter. She's not with us a lot, but when she's here, I notice it because she is one beautiful lady. I can say that in front of my wife, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I couldn't say that as you want to hear. But, but, but uh, how many of you realize you do, what Manny say? You don't have to be encouraged every day But like taking a bath, you probably should be. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I like that. I'll use that sometime. Uh, Everybody likes to be encouraged. Everybody likes to be loved. I love it when my wife tells me, I shared this last week, I love it when she says, I love you, honey. The other day, I don't know what day it was. I don't remember the day, exactly the day, but I remember what she said. She said, I love you, went down the hallway, came back and said again, I love you. Oh, glory to God, that made my day. Everybody wants to be loved. It's two dominant desires of all mankind, to be loved and to love. And both of those desires are fulfilled in God and God has given us that. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, now I'll say this about Manny. Manny... For me, and probably for Dan and Kelly, because he worked with them for so long, Manny is easy to love. But Manny and I were talking about his resume the other day, and, and Manny, you've had a lot of jobs that have just ended uh, for whatever reason. Uh, big F word. Uh, <laughs> and and, and, and uh, we talked about it, about work ethic and, and about being fired and job not working out good and stuff like this. He says, heck, you even fired me. I said, I said, what? He said, yeah, you did. I've forgotten all about it. Man, he used to be the maintenance person doing what Mary's doing. And uh, why did I get rid of you? That just, pardon? Oh, you're late every day. (laughs) Well, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't do that, but I'm not going to get rid of Mary because she's here every day. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, and Will Will Segarra was involved in the conversation. He said, "Manny told me you fired him. Glory to God! You got to be bad to be fired by you." <laughs> uh, now, but, but Manny is 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 easy to love. How many of you realize there are some people they're not like Manny? They are not easy to love. But it doesn't matter, it's still important that not only do you love those that are seem loving to you, but you love your enemies. How many of you realize you may have a few people out there that just don't even like you? Uh, maybe they're not classified as an enemy, but they just don't care that much for you. Well... I don't know who said this. I heard it years ago. It was a minister, someone, or a, or a famous person said, the best way to handle an enemy is to make them your friend, and then you won't have an enemy anymore. And in Matthew chapter 5, <clears throat> Jesus gives us great instructions. It's easy, what we're about to read is easy to do. Everybody say, it's easy. If you get your flesh out of the way, and stop being judgmental, and stop condemning people based on what you think, based on right or wrong, and bring it into the realm of the Spirit and say, these are my instructions. Because every person on the face of the earth is a child of God, either walking with God, are walking without God, but is part of God's family. And you and I, through the love of God, can bring them back. And it says in verse number 43, You've heard that it was said that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persevere you, uh, and persecute you that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Don't the tax collectors do that also? But it says in verse number 48, if you do this, you shall be perfect, just, as your Father in heaven, is perfect. So what does this mean? It means that when we operate with unconditional love, the person who cuts you off at the intersection, uh, driving down the road, Pray for them. I love that person. Thank you, Jesus, for them. The person who comes up behind you real fast, if you cut in front of them and they're, what do you call it, you know, on your bumper like that, just begin to pray for them and love them instead of thinking what you have. Somebody driving down the road gives you that proverbial finger, you know, Father, bless them for they know not what they do, and I don't care what their IQ is anyway. You know, and you just keep right on moving down the road and loving people. Everybody say loving people the love of god is in you if you'll not keep it inside you it will flow the example i used last week was the jordan river uh, excuse me the sea of galilee all of the snow that melts and from the ice caps up there and all in the in the mountains that flows down into the sea of galilee full of life, flows down the Jordan River, A full of life, flows into the Dead Sea. Dead Sea, uh, I, I never knew what, you've, you've been there. And Pam is going back to Israel. Pam is going back to Israel, leaving the 28th, 23rd of May with Sharon Doherty and a group. And they have been invited, Sharon and Pam, to be in the Knesset, celebrating and a prayer service for the 70th anniversary of the nation of Israel it is going to be an awesome opportunity and uh, they're going to be sharing at some churches over there too. It's going to be a great, great time. But but the only reason the Jordan, the, oh, the point I was going to make about the Dead Sea, I don't know how many of you have been to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is ugly. I mean, it looks pretty, but, but the there's no beach. It's kind of ugly, mucky, smelly, uh, just nothing like that I thought. But it's because it's dead have a sulfur smell uh, in it and the only reason it's dead is because it has no outlet a lot of christians don't realize it that they're they're kind of dead because the love of god is not flowing out of them we should look like act like and talk like we have the love of god in us everywhere that we go and if we're not thinking about ourselves, if we're not if we're not well what about me what about this well they shouldn't have done that well they shouldn't have done what if we're just like jesus and walking and saying i didn't come to condemn anybody I just came to love people right where they are. And that love covers a multitude of sin. That's Proverbs ten twelve. Love covers a multitude of sin. Let's say it. love covers sin. Your sin was not covered. Your sin was emitted. It was taken away. And it isn't even remembered by God. That is how much he loves us. And I know this. When I am on my game and really flowing in God's love, I know that my whole life feels different to me. I can't, I like to be around people, I like to let that love flow. But I know that when I'm struggling, I don't want to be around people. I don't want that love to flow. I don't even want to be around anybody. But once I feel that love and let that love begin to flow from me, I see it. I see Richard back there in the back. Richard, I'm so glad that you're with us. Give Richard a hand all the way in that back row. Some of you need to take him out to eat. Richard, is it safe to say that there have been times in your life it's been very difficult? I think that may be an understatement, but he needs some godly companionship. People just to reach out and talk to him and say, hey, Richard, let's go out to lunch today. I'm going to buy you lunch today. And and I've gotten to know him over the years, and he loves coming to this church. He'll say, I feel the love of God in this church. Well, it's the love flowing from each one of you that we have to take out there in the world everywhere that we go. And I just want to share a couple of things with you here. Uh, years ago, a lady came to me in this church, and uh, she, she asked if I would do her wedding. I don't remember her name, it's been a long time ago. And, uh, and I said, well, yeah, I, I would. Are you part, you do not have a church? She said, yeah, I do have a church, but I'd like for you to do my wedding. And I said, well, yeah, I'll do your wedding. And, and uh, she said, is it all right with you if I wear a white dress? I said, yeah, I, I don't care what you wear. And she said, well, I am pregnant and I'm gonna have a baby. And in my church, you can't wear a white dress if you've had sex outside of marriage. And I thought to myself, well, there'd be a lot less white dressers in the world. <laughs> I, really did think, I really did think that. <laughs> and I thought, I'm glad God has not left me in charge, because I don't really care what kind of white dress you wear. And uh, I said, oh, yeah. And she said, and, and besides that, I, I, I can't be married in the sanctuary. I have to be married in a different room. And I thought, I bet that really attracts people to God. I I bet that is really an attraction. You know, unconditional love. Now listen, everybody say, I'll never forget this. This is what God has for you. And this is what we're supposed to have for one another. Unconditional love. This is deep teaching today. Tell your neighbor, you came on the right time. This is unconditional. I mean, this is deep teaching today. Unconditional love has no condition. Let's all say, unconditional love has no condition. It means I love you because God loved me, and that you are part of the human race, and that I love you regardless of what you do. We could put that to a song, couldn't we? Did you write a song like that? I love you, no matter what you do, baby, baby. No. And, 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 and we get to that point when that's the way we live. That's the way we live our life. It really is. I, you, you do a better job of loving me unconditionally than I do you. I know that. That's a fact. And if you were in your right mind, you would say I agree. But whether you will or not, I don't know. But. But it doesn't matter. It's not a contest. It's just a way of life that we live our life the way God wants us to live. And I want to I close with this scripture here. It's over in, in the book of John, chapter 17. I, I just really love this scripture. I'll paraphrase the whole thing until we get to the end. <clears throat> but it's John, uh, chapter 17. And, and it starts out in verse number 20, and it comes down into verse number uh, uh, is, uh, 26. But it's talking about how Jesus said that this love that I have is from my Father and that I brought it with me and this in us and now we're giving it to you. And then it says right here in verse number 26, and I have declared this love to them, your name, and declare it that the love which you love me may be in them and I in them. In other words, that love that God declared for all of mankind would be in us and Jesus would be in us. In other words, this is now the temple of the Holy Spirit because of Jesus. The fruit of the spirit of love is in us. We have all of the love we will ever need to touch people. For Jesus, can you say amen to that? Let's all stand. We don't need more of it. You got a word? Come on up here. Oh, come on, honey. Um,
2: the word today, you know, we, we've always shared on love in this church, but this is a prophetic word for where the body of Christ is today. In January, God began to speak to me about increase your faith. Well, faith works by love. And on Wednesday nights, I shared for like eight weeks on increase your faith. And then I was, my husband had said to me, will you share again for the month of April on Wednesday nights? I said, if I hear a word from God to preach, I'll do it. And I I heard the word let down the nets. And then I heard this, it's time for the catch. Everybody say the catch. The catch is those that are out there that have no way to get out of where they are. It's, it's when Jesus said... At, he preached, and then he s- said, take those boats and go back out. And, and Peter said, at your word, everybody say, at your word. This word today is prophetic for where we are in this church for sure. That everything that's been put in us, God is ready to use. Some of you have a lot of prodigals, a lot of situations, circumstances. You've prayed a long time. This is the time to begin to ask God, what do I do? What do I do? What will show the love of God in this situation to let down the net? Everybody say, let down the net. And this is what I heard. They will be jumping in the boat. Continue to preach. This is to me. Continue to preach the word. Just as Jesus did. He taught the people. Then he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. To catch means to attract and to hold. The love of God will attract people to us you have taught and they have received that was the word of faith about increasing your faith next step everybody say next step launch out and let down the nets teach and let them do in other words show and tell i you remember in school they'd have show and tell first the word and then the doing of the word the work not hearers only but doers of the word and so i just felt to say that today that this word is a word that we've always preached in this church. We need to love people, but God is going to anoint people who make a decision to do this. And when he does that, there will be many fish in your boat. (laughs) There will be people who start being attracted to you that you never thought would be attracted to you. I'm not talking about people that you like my husband just preached that you love and you know, it's all good. And But I'm talking about those that you thought never would do it. Never would do it. And uh, when Sandy told me about her daughter came to her house on Sunday night and something, she thought of Sharon's song, It's beginning, the snow is beginning to fall. It was a song Sharon Doherty sang. Another man wrote it. But it says, Like the good grace of Jesus. When God's grace and mercy begins to fall, there's nothing that will stop it if we stay in love. Everybody say, stay in love. So with that, there may be uprisings. I read your prayer request about your family. In Jesus' name, God will restore. Amen. Diane, God is going to help you. Diane reached out the window at McDonald's and said, I need help with a situation. I'm telling you, she's been here a long time but it's because god's starting to do this thing that's going to cause these fish to start jumping and he wants them to jump in the boat everybody say it's time
0: pray for the people honey
2: father in jesus name i pray right now that we will we will have hands and feet and words especially eyes to see that's what I heard. we have to have eyes to see let's just lift your hands if that's you now these fish are going to jump in your boat uh, wherever you are whether you're at work whether you're you're walking they may want to jump in your boat at the most inopportune times but in jesus name we have the hands and feet of jesus we have eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit of god is saying and at your word everybody say that at your word We will let down the net. We will let down the net. We will launch out and be ready to let down that net. And we see all of those fish, all of those people who need Jesus, that this is the day of salvation. Every day is the day of salvation, but at this point in time, this is the time that people are gonna start coming and coming back and coming in. And we give you praise. I thank you these hands are anointed, these hearts are anointed, these eyes are anointed, and these ears are anointed to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, let's all say, I am a vessel of love love.
0: ready to flow wherever I go.